0: Hey everybody, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I dot We're a worldwide house church network. It's all about uh, discipleship and our practice is as the early church as they did historically, which is rotating homes uh, when possible and rotating who leads Uh, as possible. So uh, not just a miniature of the auditorium, but actually gathering in homes. Usually there's food, there's fellowship. We take turns on who uh, leads each meeting and rotate homes. And that way everybody shares, everybody rises uh, in their ability to share what's on their heart, what Christ in them is doing in their lives. And anyway, visit our website. You can sign up for my weekly thoughts and my monthly e-newsletter. It's in those, the content of those, my weekly Friday morning uh, teachings called Weekly Thoughts and newsletters. That, that's where we put uh, prophetic things, our conferences, our Zoom meetings, things of that nature. So sign up for that. You can find all sorts of things about house church and house church uh, uh, dynamics and everything at our website, C-W-O-W-I dot All right, today talking about the sin of presumption. What is presumption? In a, in a single sentence, presumption is thinking something is God's responsibility when in fact it is your responsibility. That's the sin of presumption. There are, there are different sins of presumption in scripture. One of the best is Numbers chapter 14 where the Lord had told Israel after 10 times of resisting him and and testing him and everything else he finally said fine i will give you what you have spoken in my ears what you said you wanted to do which was to die in the wilderness so you can do all that well the people uh, upon hearing that said oh no we've done wrong let's go into the promised land and they gathered a group of people uh and they tried to go in to take the promised land and Moses said no don't don't go god's already you know stated his will but they went ahead and they were soundly defeated why is that? They, they thought something was God's responsibility that he would take care of the enemy uh, once they actually obeyed. <clears throat> in modern days, it goes like this. Many, I'll give you several examples. One is, for instance, um, well, let me, give you, let me say this. The Lord told Adam that he would have to plant, he would have to farm, he would have to tend the earth. It would be by the sweat of his brow that he would live. Uh, Paul said in the New Testament, you know, if you don't work, you don't eat. Um, after Noah got out of the ark, Uh, the Lord delegated several things to Noah, and one of those was, you can eat meat. You know, you're gonna have to chase it down, and I'm gonna make it fair. I'm gonna make them afraid of you. Uh, but, but it's up to you. You can do that now. And so there are things that God has given over to us. Uh, He doesn't tell us when to eat, when to use the bathroom, when to take a bath, et cetera, et cetera, that's within our responsibility. And the, the tendency from some Christians is to spiritualize everything, and when they don't want to deal with something, or when they're afraid of something, then they will spiritualize and say, well, we just need to pray about it. We don't need to take action. We need to pray about it. And that oftentimes is the sin of presumption. An example, let's say you've got a family living in a cramped apartment, uh, you know, mom, dad, three or four kids, or whatever the case is and they desperately want to to leave but they think it's going to be god's responsibility to uh to to do the homework to check out and see what the possibilities are for home ownership, or a larger apartment or flat, uh, you know, things of that nature. And so they will, they will just go on for days and weeks and months and sometimes years and think, you know, God's not moving us yet. God's not leading us to 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 move. It's like that's your responsibility where you live. And so if if you want to move, what you do is you you gather information in the natural. You do what is right in the natural, and then you ask the Lord, saying, Okay, this is what's on our heart. This is what we're thinking about. You know, place in the country, etc. cetera. Et cetera etc. Another example, and, and perhaps more common in my emails, are, are people who uh, who will say, pray for me, and they'll, they'll cite a, a medical condition. And we'll have an exchange of emails often, and I'll say, you know, how often have you had this condition? And they'll say, you know, days, weeks, months, whatever the case is. And they'll say, could you pray about it? You know, I don't have health insurance, or they'll sometimes they'll just admit, you know, I'm afraid of what they'll find. And so they want to pray about it. They want somebody to lay hands on them and take it all away. But our bodies are our bodies, and we have a responsibility to do what's right in the natural first. What I do is, is I I take stock of that. I I I you know what Ephesians chapter six says: having done all to stand, stand. Have I done all? That's my question. Have I done what's 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 I need to do? Uh, years ago, years ago, and both parties are are in heaven now, so I'm not gonna uh, I'm not telling tales out of school. But years ago, we had a lady in our church uh, when we were small church in a rural setting and she had a son and this lady was very uh, very tight with money and so much so that everything she did she was afraid of things and her son got sicker and sicker and the fever stayed and the fever lingered and us and, and other people around in the church said, you've got to get your son to the doctor because, you know, you don't want to mess with a, a virus. It could go to their heart. It could go, you know, it could be more serious and that he just stayed with this fever and it was very serious. I mean, everybody knew the consequences, but she said, but you know what? I'm, I'm afraid I don't, you know, it's expensive to go to the doctor. They're going to charge us, you know, just to go in and, and I don't want this to be for nothing. Let's lay hands on him and, you know, it'll go away. Well, you know, the rule of thumb that we always use when our kids were, were young was we'll lay hands on you, and if you're not 100% better or showing dramatic signs of improvement within 24 hours, you're going to the doctor. You know, we don't make our children suffer because we are, quote-unquote, standing in faith. You don't make other people suffer for that. Uh And so anyway, finally, finally, after things got desperate and the, the boy was taken by ambulance, and it turns out that, in fact, the virus had gone to his uh, uh, heart valve and he had to have open-heart surgery. And so back then it was like $65,000 for the surgery. Today it'd be probably three times that. Um, but, but, it, but again, what happened was she was amazed because he was a, a, a youngster. Uh, there were scholarships, there were grants and everything else, and they ended up paying nothing but maybe $100 or something like that for all his care. And she reflected on her sin against her son. And, and realize that she had been in presumption. And a lot of times people are like that, you know, I don't want to go to the doctor because they're afraid of what the doctor will say or they, they think the money, they're going to get charged an arm and a leg and do thousands of dollars of tests. Well, they may, but you know, when you move forward in Christ, when you do the right thing, then he makes provision. I've seen people do that, you know, urged after, you know, prayer hasn't. Uh, heal them laying on of hands for whatever reason. After 24 hours, they go to the doctor. They, they get grants. They get scholarship. They get, I don't know what the words are, you know, uh, taking where the care, where it's, it's broken down to where they can afford it or the bills are just completely, uh, uh, absorbed, uh, in the, the benefits section of the, the hospital or the benevolence section. Um, another area besides, uh, besides a home to live and, and health has to do with bill collections and stuff. Sometimes people will get behind in their bills. And they will uh, say, oh, pray for me. You know, I need this and I need that. It's kind of like, well, have you talked to the people that you owe money to? No, no, no. You know, they're afraid. And so they hide, they they put faith out there. They think what is faith. It's actually presumption. Uh, and they don't realize God will provide for you if you do the right thing. And so they they will say, let's just pray about it. Let's just whatever. And so the bills pile up one month behind, two months behind. Oh no, now we're facing cutoff. Now we're facing repossession. Now we're facing eviction. Now we're facing, well, did you talk to them at the beginning? Well, no, Why? If you get down to the nitty gritty, they were afraid. And they would much rather say, Father, take care of me. Lord, take care of me than doing the right thing. Those are sins of presumption. And what you'll find is if you will go through that fear and do what is right, the Lord will make the way for you. He will provide for you. I've seen it over and over and over again. So anyway, the sins of presumption. A sin of presumption is thinking God's, something is God's responsibility when it's in fact your responsibility. When Jesus healed in Mark chapter three, I think it is. And uh, the man, yes, Mark 3, uh, 1 through 6, the man with the withered arm, he said, stretch forth your arm. Jesus didn't take his arm and stretch it out for him. He said, stretch forth your arm. And the arm was restored. To the lame man, he said, take up your bed and walk. Jesus didn't do it for him. He said, you take up your bed and walk. There are certain things that we have to do to, to get the provision I've shared before many times about how Jesus before he fed the 5000 and again before he fed the 4000 he uh, Luke's gospel Mark's gospel tells us that he made them sit down in groups of 50s and 100s Jesus organized he did what was right in the natural so that the blessing could flow in an organized and efficient fashion folks don't be presumptuous and just think God's going to pour it out on you uh and and you can hide fear you can hide uh, you can hide your fear, you can hide your your worry uh behind quote unquote faith that's not it at all. Always do what is right in the natural first. If you lay hands on yourself or or lay hands on somebody and you know it's not an emergency situation I'm talking about but you know and and within twenty four hours you're not better you You need to consider you know talking to that person uh you know drawing up a list on on your own uh you know making an appointment, whatever you need to do to do what's right in the natural. And if you do what's right in the natural, the Lord promises he will take care of your need. He will supply all your need according to his riches and glory. But you have to do the right thing. All right, God bless. Hope this has been a blessing to you. C-W-O-W-I dot O-R-G.